Hello, Chosen family. Thank you for listening to the Chosen for Legacy podcast. In this episode titled, What is My Purpose? We will be interviewing Norma Williams on how to find purpose. Norma is the owner of Excellence by Design, an interior design company that specializes in construction. She has three wonderful children and a number of employees that she trains and develops. Her passion is mentoring young ladies, especially those at risk. Her calling and purpose is to teach women how to renovate spaces, which includes the ones inside their hearts. I like that. Have you ever asked the question, what is my purpose? Why is purpose important? What is my purpose in Christ? Am I too young to start my journey of purpose? Today, we'll be discussing all things purpose, purpose one-on-one, and more on the Chosen for Legacy podcast. Welcome, Norma. How are you today? I am doing well. Good. Liv, thank you so much for inviting yes, me. I'm of very course. excited to be here. I'm really, really excited because you are the perfect person to talk about purpose one-on-one. I've heard your story, and I'm so excited for others to hear your story. But let's just start off today with a question. What is the definition of purpose? I love that question. Let's look at it from two completely different uh, definitions. Let's take the world's definition and then let's look at it from a biblical definition. The world or the dictionary tells us that purpose is just the reason that something is made. Mm -hmm. A television is made for entertainment. A car is made so that we can more efficiently get from point A to point B. It is the reason something is made. Now let's take that definition and get a little bit more understanding and clarity by going through the word of God. So the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse seven, this is what it says. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. So God here is saying, listen, the reason that you were made that purpose is for my glory. Now, if we oversimplify both of these definitions, we're going to miss something very um, important. Mm -hmm. And here's what we're going to miss. If we just say, okay, the entirety of my existence is just about bringing God glory, then it's just me waking up every day. That's enough. But if we dig a little deeper into Webster's Dictionary about the definition of the word purpose, we find that purpose is actually an answer. So a purpose is an answer to a question that's being raised. So we go back to that refrigerator or the car or whatever example we want to make. And we say a refrigerator is great for keeping our food fresh longer. And we are great for providing an answer Mm -hmm. in the world except in a unique form. So the great news is purpose means that we, God has called us to answer a question Mm. that the world needs. Now the journey begins at what's the question that God is looking for me to answer. That goes into our next question, Norma. Why is purpose important? Why should we even be thinking about purpose? Purpose is important because it allows us to find our most authentic self. Mm. It differentiates you and me and every other person on the planet, and it nullifies 
the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. See, the issue that we find, especially in young people, is that when you don't know why you were created and when you don't understand what your purpose is, you try to go out and look like other Mm -hmm. people. So true. Except that God didn't call us to do that. He called each of us uniquely. As we hear in Jeremiah, in the book of Jeremiah, God says, while you were in your mother's womb, I created you. I knew you. See, there's a uniqueness that happens there. The importance in finding our purpose is that we understand in a global community where our feet should be planted. See, God didn't make any mistakes when he made us. He made us for a reason. And our life experience is going to lead us little by little into that purpose. Then we don't have to ever worry, Liv, about trying to um, compare ourselves Mm -hmm. to other people. As we take this journey, as we begin to see God has created me uniquely, what happens is my need to look be, Mm. smell, think like other people begins to fall off. And I begin to see God for my individual journey. I think there's such a relief in that, right? Knowing that you don't have to be like everybody else. Like the anxiety, the worry, the constant frustration falls off. And there's like a peace in just knowing that you were created individually for your own purpose and how that ties in with God's purpose for you. And that goes into our next question. When did you find purpose? I've heard a little bit about your story, and I'm just excited that you're going to share that with us today. So this is a story that will be near and dear to my heart the rest of my life. The reason I was so excited to sit here with you today, especially knowing that our audience is a young adult, is because my life is sort of a sampling of what not to do 101 in your young life. I literally had no idea that God had actually created me. I didn't find the Lord until I was nearly 30 years old. Mm. And I like to say that the Lord highlighted my purpose and my salvation all within the same season. So backtracking through my 20s, everything wrong that I could do, I did. I lived life. I was really a very miserable person. Mm. I, I doubted why I was born. And I would tell anybody who would listen that I had absolutely no skill set. Mm. Now, I got saved. I found Jesus. I was literally living in Evanston and I was living in an apartment with my young daughter and I was walking to the back of the building to go to my car when I found a box of magazines in the 1990s. Now, these were Martha Stewart magazines. <laughs> Most of our audience Martha may Stewart. not. They, they were, might know her because of Snoop Dogg. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But back in the 90s, Martha Stewart was quite the innovator when she decided that she was going to host a TV show and coordinate that TV show with a magazine that was published six times a year. So the show, which was filmed weekly, dissected each a bi-monthly issue into short videos to show you how to do those things. There was something about the way that these books almost felt curated just mm. for me. They were in a box. They looked mm. like they were brand spanking new. Dropped off I perfectly <laughs> in an alley. I remember looking down, seeing this box 
the magazines were, they were probably a couple of dozen. They were so, in such perfect condition. I remember lifting them up, turning around and taking them into the house. And I began day after day to pour into these books. And something in me thought, I'm going to start to create these incredible recipes. Mm. She is notorious for these amazing um, wonderful food. I call them explosions mm. because the things that she created now understand that at this point, I'm nearly 30 years old. I'm Puerto Rican and I know two food groups, rice <laughs> and beans. <laughs> so when she said things like we're going to make this spaghetti squash with leeks and shallots, I didn't even know what leeks and shallots were. Mm. I had to go to the produce department and say, are leeks and shallots in the produce department? They, they are just so you know. I started to make the first recipe and then my, I remember my daughter's expression, like mom, where did this food come from? And so I started to make more recipes and, and I realized that I could follow along very, very well. And so one of her issues was dedicated toward baking. And when I began to bake the cakes and the goods that mm -hmm. she was making, something in me began to change. I began to realize, wait a minute, I can do something well. And I started to sell my baking creations on the North shore for extra money. But it was several months later when Martha Stewart's magazine had a special on painting and refurnishing furniture, something in me absolutely exploded. And I knew. And so I promptly went out to the Salvation Army. I bought a $100 four bedroom set. <laughs> And I stripped all of the old paint and stain off and following her direction, I restained it. I polyurethaned it. But when it was time to fix the top, some mm. creative genius in me arose that mm. I had never met before. And I started to paint it. I stained the sides. I painted the top. I didn't even know I had mm. that kind of creativity in me. Yeah. So over the years, I began to work on my projects. Then my girlfriends would say, hey, can you do that for me? I'll pay you. I bought a drill. I bought mm. a level. I learned how to use a measuring tape. And I began to be this incredibly handy woman. And years later, the Lord opened the door for me to learn how to paint. And then I started a business. And what happened? I realized that I was super passionate about helping other single mm. mothers. So all of a sudden I went from working at an office. What did I tell you? Absolutely miserable. Quitting that job. Mm. The Lord saying, Hey, I want you to strike out. You can do this. Start this business and I'm going to take care of you. And I remember saying to the Lord, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to mm -hmm. follow you. But if I falter, I'm taking your name <laughs> with me. That's funny. And now that's been 16 years. But I allowed myself to see that the Lord was doing something in me. The thing that really I want you to pay attention to and what I said this morning live is this. It was when I started to cook and to bake that something began to stir some unknown, unrecognizable mm. joy. I couldn't wait to come home from work and try a new recipe. I couldn't wait to come home from work and explore something new. I didn't even know I was a Dora the Explorer, mm. if you will. And it's key 
when you're looking about your purpose and you start to wonder, what is my purpose? I want to talk this morning for sure about finding Mm. where those keys are and what does that look like? Because that's just as important as everything else we've already said. And I think it's so cool going back to the the story of you just finding that, like you could have just found that and been like, ah, you know, but because you, there was something in you that knew that you needed to find your purpose, that there was more for you. I think that's why you were so open to that. And God kind of took you on that journey. You said that when you found that box of magazines that you were 30, right. And you felt like you didn't have any skill set. And I don't know how you grew up, but I feel like a lot of young people are told that they're too young to know what their purpose is, that they have to try a bunch of different jobs or a bunch of different things. And eventually they might figure it out or that you know, are often talked down upon or felt like they don't have a voice or they can't speak up or they can't really start this journey of finding their purpose. How would you encourage somebody to start the journey of finding their purpose and that it can start now and start their journey of finding their purpose with God? What does that look like? I love that question. First of all, let's go back to the scripture because that's such a great anchor. So we read in Psalm 139 verse 13. This is what the word of God says. It says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Now, why did I read that scripture? I read that scripture because the Lord knit us. And when we go back to the scripture we read earlier in Isaiah, if he knit us together, that means we know while we were in the womb, we were knit for a purpose. So how could anyone be too young to explore their purpose Mm. if the Lord planted in that in us while we were in our mother's womb? So I wanted to solidify that so people know there's no such thing. Now, let's talk about that You said, sometimes our parents say, try this, try that. I'm going to tell you, that is actually sound advice. Mm. I'm going to give you sort of the example of two people. You have some children and they grow up for whatever reason, by the time they're four and five Mm. years old, they tell you, I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up. I'm going to be a doctor. I know what I want to do. They just already know. I wasn't one of those. I was 36 years old when I finally got around to starting my business. I am the definition of a late bloomer. Mm. So for those who already know, this is my path. I've always known this is what I want to do. That's fantastic. But let's talk to those who don't yet know. I grew up feeling like, again, the only capability that I had as a teenager was the fact that I was an extreme extrovert mm. and I could, no one was a stranger. I mean, it didn't matter if I'd have known you for two seconds. I could talk to you about <laughs> absolutely nothing for an hour. <laughs> okay. But there are, in our audience, there are some people who grew up like me. They're saying, I don't know what I do. Mm. I don't know what I like. Mm. I don't even know where to begin. Okay. Let's begin with a prayer. We can easily start with, Lord, where do I even begin? And from that point, it's time to jump in. I would start with saying, you need to evaluate yourself. Mm -hmm. This is the time to turn off Instagram. This is the time to turn off outside voices and have a conversation Mm -hmm. with yourself. That's really good. It's time to say, what do I do 
that I don't even realize. Mm. It may be that you people always come to you for problem solving. It may be that you can navigate anywhere. You never get lost. Mm. It could be that you just have a, a, a empathetic ear and people trust you. Mm. Understand that those are all clues. So you need to take the time, get a pen and paper and start to evaluate what is it that I like? What is it that comes naturally or easy for me? And most importantly, what is it that I do that draws the most internal peace? Mm. These are deep clues that are going to guide you and gear you. Also, this is the time to start to ask people that you trust, a trusted teacher or a trusted parent or a trusted advisor. What is it that you see in me hmm. that are gifts and traits that I can't yet see in myself? Hmm, that's really good. Because maybe I didn't know how to develop those things and I don't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. Here's some other very sound advice. This is the time to start to evaluate yourself. This is the time to start taking some personality tests. Mm -hmm. Don't rely on one. Take many. And there are many free options online. You can, you can take them for, as a teenager, as a young adult. There are different type of leadership assessments. All of these are going to give you clues this is not the time to focus on your weaknesses. Mm. This is the time to focus on your strengths because it's your strengths that will create a roadmap for your future, not your weaknesses. Mm. That's really good. And I, I like how you said start with a prayer. I think oftentimes when we hear purpose, we just feel so overwhelmed. It's a big word and it can seem scary. Like, oh, my purpose, I don't know. It's just floating out there somewhere. Absolutely. But to start with a prayer and intentionally ask God, where do you want me? What am I good at? And how have you made me? How have you knit me together in my mother's womb? You've made me specific. You've made me unique. You've made me for a purpose. And to just start with that prayer and see how God guides you in that. You also talked about when it comes to finding your purpose, asking teachers or parents or people in your life, like, what do they see in you? What are the natural things they see in you? So for for you, right, you own a company right now, you're taking care of employees and your extroverted spirit, you probably didn't know at the time, but it's serving you right now in your purpose. And that goes into our next question. How can I find my purpose? You started talking about it a little bit more, but can you give us some more advice or encouragement on how you can find your purpose? Absolutely. So I'm a huge fan for anyone who knows me. I'm a huge fan of the vision board. Now, let me explain the vision board. Some people say that it's sort of a name it and claim it thing. Mm. I'm going to look at something, but that really is not what's happening. What happens is your brain has been trained your entire life to think one way. Yeah. And that one way is, you know, one way about how I feel about myself, one way about how I feel about myself academically, one way about how I feel about myself in relation to my family mm. or in relation to a significant other or in relation to Christ. You were born and raised into a family that has helped nurture you for better or for worse to believe that your life should be this way mm. will go into this trajectory. 
Now, let me tell you what happens when you take two people seemingly on the exact same trajectory and determine in your life or in your heart that the trajectory should look like this. I'm going to explain this to you. We have two men. We take a Steve Jobs mm-hmm. and we take a Bill Gates. Both of them young, both of them white, both of them American, both of them brilliant, both of them highly educated, both of them in the computer industry. Mm-hmm. From a layperson, uneducated, unexperienced person, they would say these two people are going to end up in the exact yeah. same place in the computer, if you will, arena. But we know that what Bill Gates built is a hundred percent. Couldn't be more different than the business and the platform that Steve Jobs built. One hardware mostly, one software mostly. So even though they looked the same up into a particular portion of their lives, the the totality at the end of their lives and what they built is completely different. Mm. Why am I telling you that story? Because oftentimes from people who know us too well, they look at patterns in our lives and they try to project where we are going. Mm, that's so Why true. am I telling you that? Because earlier I said, if you have a trusted parent, a trusted, why did I use the word trusted? Because it's important that when we are scavenging the world mm. for our purpose, that if we don't go to someone who is trusted, yeah. they are going to look at the things in our lives that are negative mm-hmm. and very their weaknesses. Absolutely. Why and how does the vision board tie into the story that I just told you? Because Bill Gates had problems, and so did Steve Jobs, and so do you, Mm -hmm. and so do I. A vision board is our opportunity to say, I am not going to focus on the things I don't know, Mm -hmm. I can't understand, Mm -hmm. I don't like. A vision board is the opportunity to say, I want to see myself better, healthier, stronger, and We as humans are fundamentally lazy. It's just easy in our brains, sort of like Google. It's easy for us to go back to bad memories. Mm. The only thing that keeps us chucking forward and moving forward is, well, it's cognitive dissonance, right? Mm. It's how can I get past warring between what I was raised to believe, but the purpose that God wants me to anchor myself to. The only thing is repetition. Repetition is the only thing that can get you from point A to point B because point A is what you're familiar with. It's like typing, you know, you put an F in your computer and automatically Google says you want to go to Facebook. Even though you don't want to go to Facebook, you are trying to get an article (laughs) on French fries. You have typed in Facebook so often in your brain we have to rewire. Mm. And the way that we're going to do that is by seeing something visual that we can look at, which rewires our brain, which rewires our processes. I think if you're trying to figure out what your purpose is, the number one thing you can do, we talked about this, right? We said, you know, ask an advisor, really look in, but it's also create a vision that you want for yourself. It doesn't matter if the vision is Right. In other Mm. words, it doesn't matter if what you create today is exactly the destiny that God has for you. The Bible says that our steps 
are ordered by him. Mm. Start with a vision of what you want your life to look like. Give God something to work with and he'll make sure that your plans are on track for his plan Mm. for your Mm. life. But take the first step. He's so gracious. Think about us as we were learning to walk, Mm. right? We had a mind for where we needed to go. If our parents didn't like where we would go, they would redirect and redirect. But we took the first Mm. step. Take the first step. Find the journey. God will meet you there. I promise you, your purpose is calling you louder than you can hear. Thank you so much for joining us, Norma, and for ending on that note. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's podcast. What is my purpose? Purpose one-on-one. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on My Chosen Experience to stay updated with events, future episodes that will be coming out, and giveaways. Until next time, this is your host, Liv Peterson.